Hey, Joe. What? Joe. What? Joe, 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 because we're talking about something really fun this morning and you're really, really going to like it, I promise. Have you ever heard of a little show called The Brady Bunch? All right, I'm so glad you're on board. I want to dive in right away because I want to make sure that you understand what's going on here. Okay. Michael Brady, who's an architect and a widower with three sons, marries Carol Ann Martin, a mother with three daughters. All right, so this is going to be just a crock pot. Well, it sounds like the family's getting bigger. It definitely is. Now, you see, Mark and Carol have a chaotic backyard wedding in which their boy's dog, Tiger, chases the girl's cat, Fluffy. So Mike and Carol yell at their children to go catch their pets. And the newlywed couple goes on a honeymoon later that day while the children sit at home thinking that their parents hate them because they didn't take any of the kids on the honeymoon. I think it's best to teach social anxiety early. While on the honeymoon... Mike and Carol realize that they were too hard on their children, and they decide to bring them along on the honeymoon. See, but they also bring Alice, who's their housekeeper, and they bring the dog and the cat. Wait, to the honeymoon, they bring Alice, their housekeeper, on their honeymoon? They do. Okay, this is an awesome couple. Yeah, so they bring everybody who lives in the house, including the cat and the dog, who was the reason why their wedding went awry in the first place. Damn, that's a family moon. Yeah. So we're really setting up that this family might be really good at conflict resolution. I do want to point out that while they were filming the pilot episode of The Brady Bunch, the dog that they were using, the dog actor actually got hit by a car on the Paramount lot and died. Died. Okay. (laughs) So the dog handler had to go around to Pounds to find a dog that looked like him, but the dog that he found obviously wasn't an actor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's, um... I just feel like that's the 60s. Mm-hmm. That it was kind a different of encapsulates time. that whole decade. Yeah, it was 1969. We just were on the moon. We were like, we can do whatever we want. Yeah, at this point, what is there left to do? <laughs> You're so right. <laughs> so I want to skip ahead. That was... So that's the pilot. That's the pilot okay. episode of the Brady Munch. I want to skip ahead... To episode three, uh, which let me just dive into it. So Cindy okay. is and Cindy is one of the three daughters. She's starring in a school play, The Frog Prince, as the fairy princess. So she got the big ass lead. She's very excited at the thought of her entire family watching her in the play. But later, she's heartbroken when she discovers that she can only bring one parent. And she has much difficulty picking between Mike and Carol. So I want to unpack this. Okay. What kind of school is she going to where you're only allowed to bring one of your parents to your school play? Um, 
I don't know because I isn't like the point of doing like a school play to get parents to pay to see it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Were you in? Were you in plays? Yeah, I did. I did a few plays. And were both your parents there? They were allowed to come. They yeah. were both allowed to come. Yeah. They so were at least is, allowed, whether or not they crazy. did. This is crazy. And also, she has barely known uh, Michael Brady. Yeah, so it seems like a no-brainer that she. Yeah, pick a, it's actually kind of sweet mom. that it's yeah. this big of a a toss-up for her. I guess so. Because they just, only he only she only really met Mike like two episodes ago. It's either sweet or she really hates her mom. Oh, and she's like, I guess I could just take this stranger man who I live with now, but I just don't know if he would want to go. Yeah, I could pick my mommy who loves me, or I could take this stranger. Hmm. Well, in her defense, he might love her after seeing her in a play. That's always a last ditch effort to oh, be like, oh, yeah. you don't love me now? Why don't you see me in a play? And uh, typically it never works out, but it, it never is works the last out the ditch effort to. to try to make someone love you is to invite them to see a play that you're in. I'm also wondering if maybe... Everyone else could bring both parents, but because they were from a broken home, they're being discriminated against. Whoa, okay. Because um, we don't get a lot of details. Honestly, that's, that's not a bad uh, thought. I think that maybe the 60s were, well, let's just say, a little less woke than now. Oh. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. Well, then that settles it. So if we skip ahead to let's go to episode nine, where a huge phone bill prompts Mike to have to pay to have. Ah, I see a huge phone bill prompts Mike to have a pay telephone installed to keep to teach the kids a lesson in financial responsibility. Hmm. His plan nearly backfires when he is forced to use the pay phone to close a deal. Oh, so he kind of taught himself a lesson in financial responsibility. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I'm just wondering how now how landlines worked back then. Yeah. So was it cheaper to have the payphone installed and then the kids to pay to use it? Because I'm assuming you had to pay by the minute. But how... Yeah. Pay by the minute. Is that regular? Because I thought it was like long distance calls were extra, but everything else was like just like a set price oh. to have access to a phone. I guess I really don't know how they were charging people for using a landline in the sixties. Sorry if that was maybe lost on me in school. Yeah. I'm sure that they talked about it for like at least four months when I was like in elementary school and I just have forgot about it. Yeah. Why can't things be simple and easy? Like my Apple iPhone brought yeah. to you by Apple iPhone. Yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe the Brady bunch would have done a lot better if they had Apple iPhones, the new iPhone by Apple, the Apple, 10x 
10X, Apple 10X? iPhone, Apple 10X. 10 means X. It can't possibly be called the Apple 10, Apple 10X. Apple 10X. Okay, it sounds right when I say it. Yeah, you've heard of the Apple 10X. We've all, we all have one. Everyone has an Apple 10X who's listening to this, right guys? Mm-hmm. And so if you just want to go ahead and... Uh, maybe use the phone, play a mobile game. All right. So we're going to skip ahead to the season finale of season one of the Brady Bunch. When Jan, this is relatable, becomes depressed from a lack of attention. Her spirits are lifted when she receives a locket from a secret admirer. However, Jan loses the locket. Jan uses her detective skills to find it. And can't discover who sent it. So she loses her locket. And then she uses her detective skills to find it. But she cannot figure out who sent it to her. Alice later confides in Jan that she sent the locket. She was a middle child too. And often felt inferior to her two sisters. Whoa. Whoa. Um, well, that sucks for Jan. Definitely. Because there really isn't. Anything worse than thinking that, like, somebody is, like, really, like, yeah, I'm freaking into you, but then you find out that it was just your housekeeper feeling sorry for you. Yeah. Which is the exact opposite of, like, somebody being, like, attracted to you. Definitely. Also, like, I'm sure Alice could have just, like, bought her a locket and said, hi, this is from me, your friend. Yeah. And mother figure. Totally. Also, what's up with American media and lockets? Yeah. It's like really a wild amount of American media has like revolved around a locket in some way. And I don't think I've personally ever owned a locket. Never had a locket. And I've always wondered how they get the pictures in them. Should we get get lockets? Actually, yeah, I do kind of want one now that I think about it. Because then people could be asking you about your locket. And I'm like, oh, well, you'd have to play detective. Ha! But don't lose it. Do not lose my locket. Okay. I want to be the type of person who, if I lose my locket, I go absolutely bonkers. And I just start freaking out at everybody like if i lose my locket i'll be like where the fuck is my locket <laughs> to everybody and I, it doesn't matter where i am and like they're like i didn't even know you had a yeah, locket people who don't even know that there is a locket but they will understand how significant it is to you it, the word locket is so it's just so charged and uh it kind of is well a beautiful sounding word for one obviously the symbolism is um you know, it has no rivals in how culturally significant it is. I bet there were more lockets when there were more physical photographs. I guess so. Because you, you have, have to a like digital locket. I want well, to that's, that's my Apple locket. iPhone 10X. Oh yeah, the 10X. That is like a digital locket. Yeah, Apple should make a locket and like I would open mine up. It's like heart shaped. I open it up and it's just the video for the weekend Starboy playing on a loop. Because that's the only thing I love. <laughs> but I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's the only thing I hold dear to me enough to put in a locket. 
It's a really cool music video. And for me to be able to just open up this thing on my neck and then it's that music video, like... Dude, Daft Punk would love that. I'm surprised they haven't thought of this. Holy shit. Can I go to the patent office today? And patent this idea? this idea? Yeah. I'll call Daft Punk on my Apple i Well, yeah, because I feel like if we get them on board, then, well... Um, I guess it just has a better chance of getting made because they're more rich than me. Oh, maybe. Well, that's how I found out that it typically works. If you are rich, it can be easy to get things made. Hello, everybody who's rich. Um, hello, this is me. It's just a pleasant little plea for you to finance my awesome idea where you have a digital locket where you can play music videos on them. Anyway, get back to me, XOXO. Jan would have lost her shit if her locket could play the Starboy music video. Man, if somebody gave her a locket that <laughs> that had the Starboy music video on it, she'd be like, oh, is somebody going to kill me? Like, what? would be like, am I getting cursed by a witch? Yeah, this is crazy. I've... Never heard music that sounds anything remotely like this. And, and I've never seen a small television that fits in my heart-shaped locket. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm getting killed by a future man. It's fine, but I just wish it wasn't happening. I think you have to wait until season at least three before, before Jan Brady Jan- gets cursed by a There's witch. There's no way that there isn't a... An episode of the Brady Bunch where there's a future man. Like, a dude from the future. Oh, like yeah. Like, it's some sort of, like... Right? Well, like, they that have that sense. family friend who ends up marrying Alice in the last season. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah, there's a family friend who okay. I believe could be from the future. Okay. I'm going to say that any character in the Brady Bunch is from the future unless, like... Proven otherwise. Proven otherwise. I'm just going to assume that every single character from the Brady Bunch is from the future. Well, there is an episode in the first season where Mike and the boys have gone camping once a year for several years, and Carol and Mike insist on a camping trip for all of the family. And the girls do not want to participate, and the boys do not want them along either. Okay. And the family trip starts out a failure, but then things improve. So I feel like if any of those people were from the future, uh-huh. they would have known not to get everyone to go camping. Yeah. Also, a future man would have known that camping that sucks. Camping <laughs> sucks, like- and that Mike was going to have to use the payphone to close his deal. Hmm. Well, I, I'm i fine. I'm truly fine assuming that no one in the immediate family is from the future. Right. I'm cool with that. But, like, every tertiary character or, like, character who gets introduced or has a one-episode arc or whatever, mm-hmm. until you prove to me that you're not from the future, then you are future scum and, like, you are here to probably disenfranchise the working class even more 
right. and we hate you. I do think that maybe there are good. Like, I think that Alice is from the future. Okay. But I think that I'm she's listening. good. Hmm. I guess I don't know why I thought only bad people would come from the future specifically to disenfranchise the working class, but... But also, like, if a future man could do that, that is totally what what they would do. Yes, the first people to have future technology are probably incredibly rich and not financing my idea for the digital locket, so evil, and... They just want to come back to make things even worse in retrospect. True. Um, so, Joe, I do have some bad news. It looks like perhaps the digital locket is a thing that already exists. Can you play music videos on it, though? Um, let's see. A wearable locket reimagines the locket for the 21st century no it appears to just hold multiple photographs Hmm. interesting nobody ever thought about the digital locket for music videos except for me and now i'm rich okay all right well uh i'm gonna let you get back to sleep um thank you for listening to me talk about the brady bunch uh Star boy, star boy, star boy, star boy, star boy. This Thursday, 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 come on down to the elementary school gymatorium where you can see all your favorite superstars, including Weird Al, Mr. Clean, The Beast, X-23, Shaggy, Judy Hops, the Teenage Mutant Eldritch Turtles, Love Type Connection, and more. Tune in every week to YouTube.com slash Alien Happy Hour to catch Alien Happy Hour Wrestling Federation. That's what the more is. Southwest.